Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1300 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time to talk all the football news, and as always, we're joined by James Clark. Morning, Clarky. Hey, boys. Yeah, quiet morning in football. Yes, and a massive, very impressive uh, run of tipping at the English Premier League. We have our our former socceroo, Scott McDonald. Morning, Scott. How are you? Yes, good morning. Good morning. I'm sure there's someone willing to gloat, though, still, because I did get one wrong. You did get Leicester wrong. It (laughs) may have just got a brief mention about 30 seconds ago, Scott. (laughs) I thought uh, I'd get in just before you did. <laughs> Best to get your revenge in first. Good idea. Hey, Scott, um, yeah. just before we get into the uh, on-field activity, the big news, of course, overnight is uh, the uh, Premier League uh, levelling over 100 charges at Manchester City in relation to the financial fair play rules. I mean, we expect it'll take some time to get to the bottom of it and for the hearing to be heard, but the ramifications mm-hmm. could be quite serious. Absolutely. This is an incredible story, isn't it, guys? You know, we know that uh, Manchester City have been investigated uh, prior to this, you know, from UEFA as well for financial fair play. Uh, It looks to be that they're at it again. Uh, It's going to be really interesting to see where this story goes and how long it's Mm. actually going to linger on for because um, we're talking off air there, me and Clarkie. We don't think it's going to, you know, be something that's going to be resolved very, very quickly. This is going to go through all sorts of legal proceedings and, Look, I think on the football pitch it will just be business as usual, but it's another uh, sort of distraction and and something that Pep's going to have to deal with week in, week out because the press are going to be on him about it and he's already not happy about his team and, uh, you know, that's just going to build the pressure on them. Yeah, and we talk about uh, just on the pitch with with Man City too, dropping points to to Spurs, which you intimated too, like could happen and did happen. And Harry Kane uh, taking over Jimmy Greaves as the... Tottenham's all-time goal scorer, which was was fantastic. He's just he's an ornament to the game, isn't he? Like whether you follow Spurs or you know he's he's great for England. He's great for Spurs. Can you ever see him leaving Spurs, Scott? Because there's, there's always been talk that you know trophies have have eluded him at Spurs. Yeah. But uh, he's he's a wonderful player. But you you would love to see him uh, lift up a trophy in his career. Yeah, absolutely. It's a difficult one for Harry Kane now. Obviously, he's not getting any younger either. He's turning 30. That's him now got 200 Premier League goals as well as beating, you know, Fairgreaves' uh, you know, record as well. So the guy's been a wonderful servant to the football club. It's not been all rosy for, for Harry Kane. Everyone looks at the, you know, the, the player he is now. But, you know, at, at a younger age, and it's, you know, quite prevalent for younger players. He, he went through tough times. He, he probably had about four or five loans. Um, probably didn't know what direction he was going to go in because he'd struggled at a couple of those clubs, like even at Leicester City was one of them. He, he didn't get any game time under Nigel Pearson, didn't score any goals, found a little bit of a home at Millwall. Uh, but then he finally come back and Fierce Bowers sort of gave him that real opportunity and he, he took it with two hands and he's never looked back, has he? Um and he's been a wonderful servant and for not just Tottenham but for England. And he'll continue to score in almost 20 a season no matter where he is. And he has been linked with Manchester United, Clarky. So I'm, I'm certainly hoping he uh, decides to leave and ends up at Old Trafford. You know, it, it would be a wonderful sign for Manchester United and I think he'd do good things there. Just shows what a powerful club Leicester City are <laughs> that you can Harry Kane couldn't make their first 11 back in the day, Scott. <laughs> yes. I know, I know. Um, yeah, I think that was down to your manager not really seeing anything in, in him though at the time. But 
Look, everyone progresses as well over time. Uh, some are early bloomers, some are late. I think Harry was that one that was a little bit later, and everyone was sort of doubting him because he wasn't the the quickest centre forward, you know, in terms of you know leg speed. But tell you what, in terms of brain speed, he, he's certainly up there. And you know, you can resemble. It does take a resemblance a little bit to Teddy Sheringham in terms of you know how clever he is. You know, he doesn't just stay on the last line. He comes deeper. He links the game. You know, and a lot of people say he's too deep at times, but he's still scoring goals. Yeah, one team that's uh, struggling, Scott, and they struggled on the weekend against Nottingham Forest was was Leeds. They're just they've got a woeful record this this season, mm. sitting languishing in seventeenth uh, place, just outside the drop zone. Um, but albeit at the the you know you've got teams like Everton, Bournemouth, and and Southampton below them, but uh, they've sacked Jesse Marsh um, less than a year in charge. Uh, who do you see them bring in? There's lots of uh, talk that they'll they'll bring they could bring Bielsa back. Uh, to the yeah. club, um, Carlos Corberan. Um, he's a Spanish. He's at West Brom, West Bromish Albion at the yeah. moment. Um, and you know the likes of Stephen Gerrard and Ralph Hasenhutl. There's, there's a list of names that are, always get uh, thrown about. Um, but what do they need to do to to march up the uh, the ladder? Because they're, they're just they're just a uh, they're just spinning the wheels at the moment. They are, and um, what they need to do is start putting points on the board, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Clarky, you know, I think all of them are probably the same. And I think the extra pressure of, I think, Everton winning on the weekend as well and bringing in a new manager and, and probably Leeds United as a club seeing that that reaction straight off the back, I think that's probably made their choice um, a little bit quicker with Jesse Marsh. You know, they've not won since they've come back from the World Cup break. It's been a poor, poor run of form. And look, I think... For me, we talked about them when they were here, didn't we? And I, and I really worried about that strength and depth of the squad that Jesse Marsh was actually building. And, and he's built a lot of that with uh, United States international players, players that he knows. And it's always a bit of a risk when you're, you're bringing a lot of those players from a lot of other leagues um, with no Premier League experience. And I think that's showing at the moment within that squad. And look, they just can't score enough goals as simple as that and then they're not keeping them out at the other end Vamp has just not seemed to have found that form again Sinistera looks decent lively but hasn't scored the goals either um, there's no question that McKenney's going to be a great signing I think he's a wonderful player in terms of the World Cup that he had um, but it's going to take someone in there to just lift everything and look I think it's probably the right time that they have done the change and I think they will get the reaction they want and it possibly could see them now um, be saved uh, because the likes of my old club, um, Southampton, there's some strange words coming out there from their manager Jones uh, the other day. Yeah, and I, and I just and I just really really worry for them. You know, when you start talking about yourself at a previous club and how well you did, and you've not done this and not done that. I don't think that's what fans want to hear. They actually want to see action um, and actually bring that to. That's why you were brought to the club, but. Yeah, it's not looking great for them either. Yeah, it was an extraordinary interview, that one. Uh, very, very honest. But, um, yeah, sometimes you don't want that. If you're sitting there as a fan, it's, uh, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence uh, in, uh, in the fans, <laughs> does it? But uh, let's, let's turn to some uh, mid-table teams, uh, Scott. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, <laughs> J- J- Jürgen Klopp, I actually enjoyed saying that. But um, Liverpool... Uh, Jurgen Klopp, the pressure now coming on him, he's getting very, very prickly. He's normally a very, very cool, calm, collected uh, manager. 
but now where they're, they're on the table, he's starting to crack a bit in press conferences. He's, he doesn't like answering particular journos' questions. Um, and the questions are very, very warranted, aren't they? they? They just don't start well. They're not finishing well. They're not scoring a lot of goals. Um, now they just haven't won in their last four in the Premier League. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. They're, they're a little bit in free fall at the moment. And look, it reminds you a little bit of a couple of seasons ago, just the year after they won the Premier League, um, in terms of the, the the slide that they had. And, and it looks like it's one of those seasons again where the energy has just been taken away from that Liverpool side and those players. And you're really actually looking at now probably a, a proper rebuild for Liverpool Um uh, in terms of squads, uh, if you look at the the sort of age of that squad, it, it's certainly ageing and there's players out of contract, three players, you know, important players out of contract in, in the summer and I'm sure there'll be a few others you probably look to turn over and bring in new ones that just haven't quite worked out. His front line has been decimated through injury, um, but even then there's still question marks in terms of the recruitment of Nunes and, and Gatpo if they're going to actually turn it around and be able to you know, play the way that Jurgen Klopp wants to. Um, so there's a lot of questions that, you know, warranted to be asked at the moment. Um, but he's certainly getting prickly, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and one thing you notice with Liverpool, that they, they always had a very, very strong uh, pillar of uh, defence at the back, but uh, they were shambolic on the weekend in, in defence against yeah. Wolves. But another team I'd like to ask you about is Chelsea. Graham Potter, well, we've seen that they've spent enormous amounts of money in the transfer windows and uh, got a massive squad. Like, you have a look at that squad, it's almost like they've got three squads, Scott, just it, 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 with massive talent all over the park. But how does he, how does he uh, select his starting 11 each week, knowing full well that he's got so much talent there that he has to keep pe- players happy as well? What, I mean, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it, as a manager? But is, is Graham Potter up to, to that challenge of knowing who who works best with who? And some of the players that have signed at Chelsea have come in there knowing that, well, the manager wasn't Graham Potter, but now have got Graham Potter. You, yeah. you see some rumblings going on behind the scenes with some of these big-name stars, like particularly Raheem Sterling seems to be playing out of position. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm really worried in terms of a Graham Potter's job. Um, it, it's quite worrying when, you know, I, I probably put it in in respects of that he's like the the little kid who's gone into the biggest toy shop in the world, and and the owner's just gone, just have what you like, and he just doesn't know what he wants, and and a lot of it's actually been picked for him, and that's the worrying thing. I think you know, it's not actually the the way that they're signing players at the moment. Yes, from uh financial perspective in, in terms of investment uh, with the younger players that they're getting. Um, it's, it's a business buy, but I'm not sure it's meeting the philosophy of Graham Potter right now. And then, like you said, there's that many players there now. Um, is he capable of keeping them all happy and having the man management skills to do so with the egos that at such a massive club like Chelsea? And I think that's the, the biggest key, guys, in terms of when you know you get these opportunities at these massive clubs that yeah, yeah, you have to be tactically sound as a as a head coach, which he certainly is. But you have to have the personality, and you have to have the ability to be able to sustain, um, you know, the happiness of the players, and 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 that's dealing with their egos. Uh, and when you aren't foreseen as that that big boss uh, to those players, it kind of worries me how long he's going to last in there um, with the level of manager that that's been there before him, and and what they've had that's preceded him. So, I think. Uh, 
you know, if it keeps going the way it is, I don't think we'll see Graham Potter there for very much longer, guys, in terms of at the end of the season. Now, well, let's get to some FA Cup replays uh, and, and let's get a multi going too. We've also got Thursday, Manchester, your boys, Manchester United, taking on yep. um, strugglers leads in the Premier League. Uh, we'll get your selections on a few of these games and put it put a little multi together. Um, Burnley are taking on Ipswich. Burnley, the, the strong favourites in that one there. First in the, the championship up against the League One team in Ipswich. Uh, we've got Fleetwood taking on Sheffield Wednesday. Grimsey Town taking on Luton Town. Sheffield United taking on uh, the, the Hollywood story. Uh, Wrexham, Wrexham uh, at outside is there, $6. Sheffield United back at home, $1.48. Who do you like in... Uh, give us a, a, a bit of a multi-selection, Scott. Yeah, I will do. I think Burnley will just have too much. They're doing so well in the championship. Uh, it's looking like they're going to bounce back and, and get to the Premier League again, the promised land. Uh, Fleetwood Town, managed by my old club. Uh, sorry, managed by my old teammate, Scott Browner. I'm, I'm going to pick them just because I've got a soft spot for them because Scotty's there. And I think Grimsby will probably get the job over Luton. Uh, obviously, okay. the replay did exceptionally well away from home. It's not an easy place to go, Grimsby. It's... it's the horrible place, guys, you know, particularly in a midweek. It's, it's not going to be an easy one. It'll be cold and the fans will be up for it there. And Look, I think the story of Wrexham has been wonderful um, and it's been a great show as well. I'm sure everyone that's, you know, that loves soccer has watched it. Um, it's been very entertaining to see their journey and they look like they could get to the promised land of the Football League also. But I think Sheffield United at home uh, will just have too much after that, you know, wonderful result against them. Um, I just don't think they'll be able to get the job done away from home. So that that would be my four, Lucky. And uh, you're going to anchor Manchester United into all of those? Uh, look, I think we've got to. I think that's yeah. easy easy street for Manchester United. I think they're just in such good form that uh, I'm pretty confident that they'll get that job done. Obviously, no Casemiro after trying to body slam someone on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm I'm sure they'll still be, uh, be enough. And look, we've not even talked about the story of Mason Greenwood as well. No. And what's going to happen there, uh, a wonderful talent. But, um, yeah, it's not looking like uh, Manchester United are going to want to obviously use his resources, uh, certainly not until the end of the season, and then probably review it. No, well, that's great. We'll uh, we'll put that up on uh, Twitter, Scott, and we'll chat again on Friday and look ahead to the big games on in the EPL this weekend. Thanks for your time, mate. Wonderful. Thanks, guys.